What's up, everyone? It's Spencer here from Scoped Exposure. And Jessa from Damage Control. And together, we make the host of Through Our Lens podcast. And we are putting together the Scoped five-year fest that's happening here in Calgary. This fest is happening August 26th and 27th in the city of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. We got a ton of great bands who are playing. Uh, We got a bit of a California takeover with Strife, Tsunami, and Scowl. We've also got I Am joining us from Texas along with Ballista. We've got Karma from Chicago, Change from the Northwest, and a ton of other great supporting acts. Tickets can be bought at www.damagecontrol.store. We've got weekend passes as well as single day offerings up there now. You can also find the ticket link in the description of this podcast as well as either of our socials. This is something we've worked on for a long, long time. Get your tickets now and we'll see you there. If anyone ever wants to join any band I'm in, just send me a picture of a Mesa cab you're in. Like, <laughs> I don't even care. Like, oh, bro, I don't really know how to play guitar. That's fine, bro. You got a Mesa cab. It's going to sound good regardless, bro. You're real tricky. You're real Mickey. You're real dangerous. My goddamn, he can't affect your fist to do anything. God, great man. I would. But I'll fuck your wife, Custer. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. Um, We're going from Calgary all the way down to California, and I'm really excited to be talking with uh, someone that reached out to be on the show. And and sometimes that's always a thing where, you know, I I get hit up all the time for different interviews. But I think the way that uh, Waleed, like, hit me up as far as just like, yo, I'm a fan of the show. I would love to come on and chat. If not, that's totally cool. And that approach is definitely the better way versus just, badgering me in the dms so waleed of snuffed on site soul pain and stranger then thanks for coming on the show my friend dude hell yeah thanks for letting me uh punish you you feel me (laughs) (laughs) do you you get get some uh do you get some you ever get some kids that are just like relentless and they just kind of are like please bro please or there's a band that i will not name uh back when we were doing the um the monthly playlist all the time um Mm -hmm. which I haven't done in a while and I think it's just mainly just due to like just you know prioritizing different things on the scope front and and in my life and with my own bands so there was one band that I tagged in a monthly thing and then I feel like I got like a it was almost like a report of every single thing that they do anytime that they would post a band photo a show poster a, a new song like teaser anything it's like i would get like they would share it to me and i like there's very few people that i have on the restrict or block list for scope but i'm like sorry you have to join that camp this is this is getting too much (laughs) yeah yeah dude you know i don't i don't like to you know throw the term punisher around i feel like it's a little it's a little mean but (laughs) man some people bro it's like bruh you know it's, it's too much like like in person, I'll never like feel weird. Like I'll never use that. Oh, bro, he'll punish me. Like you know, if they're a little weird, it's all right. I'm a little mm-hmm. weird too. You feel me? But yeah, we're- like if it's like you know, unless it's not hella weird, but like if they're trying to talk, I'm like all good. If I'm like not trying to like do it in person, I'll be like, you know, bro, hey, follow me on Instagram. Just we'll talk there. But right, that's like <laughs> that's a little much, bro. Like right, yeah, I yeah, like to your. 
I, I love that point that you said, like, we all are weirdos and we all have our different levels of social anxiety and, and managing some of that, especially in a, in a hardcore setting. But there's definitely something to be said about bands that, you know, might just like, you know, hit up other bands or start little like quote unquote bromances for lack of a better term with like, oh, I yeah. we love your guys' music. But I think the the actual thing that makes it become a, a real like relationship or friendship that you're building with people is like going to uh, that band's show or seeing them at a fest or doing mm -hmm. a podcast like this. Like, yeah. you know, like we could have just kept the, the grain of like, you know, sending the odd message, but like these kind of things that I like to, to chase when it feels right. And I think when you reached out, it was like, obviously I love snuffed on site. Um, I started listening to soul pain when, uh, off of some of the late, later releases and, nice. um, and yeah, there's definitely times where people just don't take, um, the original just, Hey, we are all weird and we're just connecting over this music yeah. to a weird level of like, I deserve your attention and your friendship yeah. and not, you know what I'm saying? No, hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That, that being said, um, it takes, it takes a lot for me to like get annoyed. I, um, <laughs> you know, I can't like respond to every message, you know, like, but like, other than that, like fucking like, yeah, dude, just talk to me send me send me memes fucking talk shit send me dumb i don't care like for sure that, that's what i tell everyone just follow me bro fucking you know what i mean yeah i i think i'm kind of the same way where it's like i am very i try to give people a lot of the benefit of the doubt i try to give people grace and and let people down easy but there are very few times where it's like okay this this is this is past the point of like human uh decency <laughs> yeah yeah so, no for sure yeah um so uh waleed uh obviously we're gonna be talking about like um uh, a ton of the bands and you know bay area everything uh but before we get into all the music chats you know uh we gotta check some bevs here on the show um rubbing your hands you feel prepared I, there was i don't know if you want to tell that you were trying to slight me on my own show yo, when it comes to bevs so but uh, i came i came on this podcast all hot fucking big soldier you feel me nah uh so i got the essential or essentia you know what i'm saying this this shows you how much i don't buy this brand because i'm a boss water guy <laughs> i'm a boss water and a smart water alkaline type guy you feel me okay but no nah, i thought this was the next best thing but i was gonna pull up on spencer with the voss and be like what you got bro but no nah, i got this also and i got uh vietnamese iced coffee from uh the local donut shop we love that yeah, nice balancing of hydration and dehydration. Yeah. <laughs> hydration and, and bowel movements, you know? Yes. So um, so why do you ride for Voss and, and Smartwater? Are you like a Jennifer Aniston simp and you just want to support her through and through? <laughs> Wait, does she does she own one of she those? She started uh, Smartwater. I think her name is on on the bottle. No Someone can shit. fact check that on me, but uh -huh. um but I'm I'm pretty sure when it first started, I'm like, oh, this is Jennifer Aniston's yeah. water company or the one that she backs. I don't know. I had no idea, but I I mean I love Jennifer Aniston. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman for sure. Um, no, I just I've always liked Smart Water for sure. And then I had you know when I'm feeling bougie, I'll get the Voss, mm -hmm. but it's so fucking expensive. But then you drink it and you're like, nah, I was pretty tired. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, kind of worth it. If I'm being completely honest, I don't think I've actually ever had Voss water. Mm -hmm. So I almost think that when we're down for Northern Alliance, 
and or act like you know i feel like if you can supply a Voss, i will i will give it the time of day i'm not a i'm not particular on any one particular bev but i would let you don that first experience for me i got you bro yeah i'm, I'm definitely a, you know i love smart water because it's just so readily available but if you have the chance and there's a you know a Voss water like under it you know what i'm saying like yeah mm. go go for it. that's the that's top shelf i mean we're both straight edge right but um, i'm actually top. not straight edge but i oh. am enough like in that gray area where people oh. um misunderstand that, if that oh makes gotcha all right all right for sure yeah. for sure because you still you still drink the uh the non-alcoholic uh craft beers right yeah so there's like um so we the poster here is like our uh calgary beverage sponsor so they're a brewery but they also make non-alcoholic like craft soda so i've checked a lot of those on the show that i'm oh for sure, sure. All, right. My, my, yeah. all right no no you're good um yeah but it's uh you know to match your voss water to a degree i'm just drinking the almighty liquid death water I haven't had so. one yet dude haven't had okay here's the trade voss water for a liquid death at Northern Lines 2022. We'll make it happen. We will make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super 100% out. If I if you want to like remind me the day of too, like fucking oh, blow my shit up, be like, "Bro, don't I'll just send you the clip like, oh, from shit. this podcast." Yeah. Yeah. And like, "Bro, you said." <laughs> yeah, bug me for real. I'm not even kidding. You should completely bug me. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. awesome. Well, great bevs for this episode. Great chat so far. Well, yeah, cheers dude. to you, my friend. Fuck yeah, cheers, dude. Hell yeah. Course. Do it. Not boss, always, but it'll do. God damn it. What's that? Not boss, but it'll do. <laughs> it'll do. Honestly. Honestly. Um so Walid, uh as you know, uh newer guests here on on the show, I always like to get a bit of context about how they got into Hardcore, heavy music, breakdowns, screaming, mm -hmm. uh, however you want to spin it. Um, yeah. So take us way back in time to like the first time you were hearing all this shit and kind of what put you initially on this path. Yeah, bro. So I want to say the first like semi-alternative thing I listened to, I think, like at least leaning in that direction was I think uh, it was the album Demon, Demon Days by Gorillaz. Okay. And there was... I think a, th a song I'm pretty sure it's called white light and it like had like a kind of like a janky like guitar riff in it. And I was like, what's that? The hell? It's like hard. It's like tough. And I know sometimes when you'd like watch movies and cartoons or TV shows, they'd like cosplay that where you go to some seedy little club or some alley and there's some gnarly punk or metal band playing. And mm -hmm. like, I, that never seemed like out of place to me. I'm like, what's that? Like, that looks kind of lit. Like, that looks fun. I was never, like, a party guy. I was always real quiet as a kid anyway. Um, you know, I had friends, but I I like my Game Boy more than, like, you know, I like hanging out with people. I still kind of am <laughs> that way, right? But uh, I was like, that seems lit, though. I want to do that. And uh, so I think shortly after, I think I got into Guitar Hero and like acdc metallica like right at the same time i think mm -hmm. i played guitar hero at my homie's house and i was like this is crazy bro like and you know low low key like like fuck guitar hero for getting me into all this shit i could have a much more stable life if i fucking didn't get into guitar hero <laughs> but no i got into guitar hero 
and I was like, this is lit. Like, this this is rock music. This is fucking crazy. Because all you hear mm. is shit on the radio. You know what I'm saying? And now that I've grown up, I don't mind a lot of that shit. I like all I like all music. I'm not a I'm not a picky metalhead only when I was like, you know, like when I was like 12. I was like metal only. Everything else is so whack. Mm. Um, but like I heard shit like that, and I was like, this is crazy. Then my mom worked out of Delhi in San Francisco. And uh she had you know, she always had regulars and stuff. She worked there forever. And uh a friend dropped off an AC, ACDC, Back in Black, and the Metallica Black album. And I listened to it, and I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, ever since then, I think I just I just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And uh, yeah, and then sh- I didn't have internet for the longest time. I had, I had internet like last out of all my homies. But once I got it, I just went to the fucking deep dive of... Uh, youtube and fucking you know like i'm like oh there's that one band pantera does someone have like their songs on youtube or did someone just upload like their albums and shit and yeah that's how i got into it oh also i had i have my good homie my good homie sergio he might be watching this he might not uh i was like hey bro like i got an ipod but i don't know how to use a computer can you hit limewire for me and just download all these albums so i'd give him a list and funny enough he he, he just kind of downloaded some of those too even though he likes everything too but he wasn't too much of metalhead but some of that shit he's like oh this shit kind of slaps dude like mm-hmm. good shit you know i don't like metal too much but some of this shit's hard and that's you know when i just got into the, the whole rabbit hole and shit yeah and then um yeah it was it wasn't too long after i picked up a guitar a real guitar took some lessons for like a year then i started a horrible band and then uh yeah then it kept going from there honestly yeah, it all started with Guitar Hero and Metallica and ACDC and Gorilla. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, it, it, it's so funny where there were people that were exposed to Guitar Hero, whether they had some guitar knowledge beforehand or maybe it was Guitar Hero and then learning how to play guitar. Because, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the Guitar Hero stuff is, like, it, it's mapped in a way where it's, like, it's actually way easier to play this riff or this solo on regular guitar. It's like, yeah, it, it, it was wild to like growing, growing much older and then like looking back at how like through the fire and the flames was like tabbed out. And you're like, this is just a dive bomb. But like they made it like like just the most <laughs> wackiest. Like, shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I do think that it, it is like interesting. Um, you know, I, I remember so vividly like getting Guitar Hero 3 on like one Christmas and just like playing that all day all through boxing day like uh, my sisters my grandmas and one of my cousins who were normally in town for the holidays was on their birthday was on the 28th of december so like literally from like christmas morning to the end of their birthday i'm just like glued to the tv just playing guitar hero doing yeah. like everything from like barracuda to before i forget you know so yeah, i think dude. it's like really cool how that game itself was just so pivotal and just putting like heavier music because you know you get like the you know scorpions and like some of like the classic mm-hmm. rock stuff but like you had uh disturbed you had uh slipknot you had like those heavier bands in the mix of it as well um yeah. and yeah like it's it's wild also i want to note the the whole um you know, having your buddy help you out with like downloading LimeWire stuff because I remember back then it was just like, this is killing the music industry and all yeah. those things. But like, I 
I would almost argue that 50% of the people that have come on this podcast alone had some relation to like getting exposed to it through that. And they're in bigger bands that are, you know, making records and selling, selling mm -hmm. out shows and all those things. So it's like, it's kind of funny how in the moment, sometimes we can really demonize things. And then like oh. later on, it was like, oh, this was actually such a net positive that we just couldn't mm -hmm. foresee at the time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like if you think about it, like around that time metal and like, I feel like, you know, alternative music whatever whatever you want to call it like it kind of had a second wave because guitar hero was just so crazy like everyone loved it whether you were you know a normie a preppy a nerd a jock like whoever everyone was like oh yeah guitar hero that's always fun like it's always a good time mm -hmm. and uh like yeah dude i really feel like it gave just all that shit just a huge push you know to mm -hmm. to the mainstream and through youtube like you know i think uh well around that time all hope is gone by slipknot came out in like 08 and bro, that album's fucking platinum. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You, you hear the fucking riffs on there, dog? Like, how is that album platinum? But I, I've gone through this like a million times with my roommates and my bandmates, and like we all love that album. But we're like, bro, this is crazy for like to go number one. Like, this is kind of bonkers on an album like this with legitimately like legit. You know, I might get cred checked for this. I don't give a shit. But legit death metal parts on that fucking <laughs> album. You know, right. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like, you know, Slipknot as a band as a whole, like there have been people that have also argued that Slipknot is is more of a hardcore band than an actual metal band just by like yeah. like some of the riffs and just the pissed off mm -hmm. nature of, of, of everything. Yeah. Obviously, it's like, you know, I think so. you can definitely hear that on a lot of the earlier stuff and then now it's become just their Slipknot. They're almost like outside of any heavy music genre. You kind of know. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting too at the time of recording this. Last night I watched the um there's like a, a Woodstock ninety-nine documentary on Netflix right now. And um that lineup um, you know, had some heavier acts, which a lot of parts around how that whole event kind of fell apart. And it's almost funny too, like watching this festival that's just like going up in flames. And then I'm booking my own festival at the end of the month. I'm like, oh my God, is this but I'm like, <laughs> you know, I know it's like the ethics and the morals or in the just the way of going to a festival is like just totally different than Woodstock yeah. 99 but it was just mm. wild to see like corn and limbiscuit like just mm. come out into the ringer and just mm. like see the energy of like a quarter of a million people all watching them and just like lean into it and it's funny because in the documentary they talk about like no one can blame fred durst or no one can blame corn for like leaning into that because the the real reasons that a lot of those things just you know fell by the wayside or went to shit was the lack of security you know uh budgets being um cut bef before the festival and all these things but it was just wild to see how at the time like new metal just had this huge resurgence and then you know we've seen that thing we've seen that with grunge and then like um other bands that have really like been staple so yeah it, it's i think when you've been in this underground or counterculture kind of music scene and then seeing the different ebbs and flows of things and which bands are responsible for that i think is is really cool yeah totally totally it's uh yeah these bands are like timeless you know i feel like these uh these bands that were kind of like still still niche to a point like i feel like they're every bit as successful as some pop bands and some of them has, have actually 
outstayed and outsold some pop bands, you know? Totally. Yeah. So, um, so we, we've talked a, a lot about just the origin of like finding out about this music and be, becoming passionate about it. So like, um, you know, you mentioned that there was like a shitty first band that you started, which everybody yeah, on yeah. this podcast has started a shitty band. But when was like the, uh, when was like the, the first real like hardcore thing that you felt like you, yeah. you were involved in? Yeah. So I used to be like a straight metalhead. You know, I liked some hard shit. Like, I didn't mind hate breed and all that. Like, I thought that was hard. I used to call it two things. I was like, oh, this is like metal, but like, it's like simple metal. Like, I don't get it. It's like, <laughs> it's like construction worker metal. It's like shit sure. I would play because I was, I was never like a shredder. I, I had a good, I've always had like a decent right hand because I've always uh, gravitated to that Pantera Fear Factory. You know what I'm saying? Just heavy shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I still like solos and all that, but like, that's, that's my shit right there. Mm. But, yeah, I was like, okay, that's like interesting. I don't know. I I kind of get it. I kind of get it, but not really. So of course, it always started with you know deathcore and metalcore, and yeah, I still don't mind some of that shit today. But um, back in the day, uh, what happened? I was playing. I was playing Xbox Live with a homie, and they were also in like a kind of whack band, but they were the one homie band from my area. And so I'd always support them. You feel me? Like just roll around and shit. People thought I was in the band actually, but it was just like, no, nah, I was just like all my close homies. We all happen to be from the same area. We put on for each other, you know? Mm. And, uh, I was playing guitar on Xbox live one day. And, uh, one of the old homies, Cody, um, this, this, this old kid named Cody Crampton, he, he heard me play guitar and he's like, you play guitar, dude, you kind of rip. I was like, Oh, thanks. Whatever the fuck. He's like, Hey, you know what, dude? Like, we're actually going to like quit this old band because we're just like not on the same page. We're going to break this old band up. And, uh, we're, you know, we kind of want to start a new band with like the old members. Did you want to join? I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, this kid has been going to shows like already three years above me and he's 15, bro. So like he's been going to shows for a minute, going to hardcore shows. Uh, cause his, his older brother, uh, Robbie, who's now in a band, uh, Robbie, uh, in a band called obsolete man, really, really sick. Uh, Robbie used to be in a band called Five Characters in Search of an Exit. And they are kind of local legends, low-key fucking killer fucking band. They kind of did like the Norma Jean Every Time I Die thing. Just a little more spazzy and like but like a hint more breakdown. It's fucking sick-ass band, dude. Awesome mm. band. Um, yeah, he took me to a show. And I was like, okay, like a local show? Like, what, what is this? Uh? And the show is only 10 bucks. I was like, all right. I go and it's like hella sick. Everyone's moshing and spin kicking each other like crazy all the bands are like hella good because you know when you go a local band or when you go to like a local show when you're young you're like oh is it like battle of bands and some kids i don't know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> and you go and every band's hella good you're like damn why aren't they playing to more people these bands are like on like on top of their shit right totally yeah and after that i kind of i got the bug dude i like totally got the bug i think the lineup was recognize this old like kind of beat down band from the central valley uh cameron these streets would would be able to tell you about that band um recognize uh a city in arms helms deep it was just like you know bands of members of homies and you know you know they're trying to do new shit and uh yeah it was fucking lit and then i got the bug dude and freaking i i started to like breakdowns then and then uh, I started going down the rabbit hole. And the first song that really got me into breakdowns, because yeah, I'm, I'm back up a little bit. People would be like, you don't like breakdowns with the fuck. And, and you know, no shade, but 
I would hear like asking Alexandria and shit. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm I'm so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't that's that's not what I like. Dude. I like heavy shit. Where's the heavy shit? And then I heard Demons with Ryu by Amir. And it was like super groovy, hella like just heavy and aggressive. And I was like, this is fucking what is this, bro? Like, why did no right. one show this shit? And uh yeah, after that it just kept going and going. So anyway, I started my first band. We were <laughs> we were called the Human Centipede. Uh <laughs> we we're kind of whack, but it was fun. Um, towards the end, our last like three shows we played were actually really sick because I bought better gear. I saved up and, you know, we started to sound really good. Um, so that broke up and then we were all kind of going through it as 16 year olds do, I guess, because you're emotional. I don't know. And then uh, I started another band called uh, Strength in Numbers. It was just heavy, I guess, down tempo, if you want to call it. We, we all loved uh, Wormwood by the Acacia Strain. Right. If that should give you any indication of how it sounded. But so it was basically a rip off of that. And that was way more fun. Like people, you know, we were having such lit shows. And then, uh, yeah, that was super sick. And then I ended up quitting that band, just, you know, personal reasons. And then I just kept joining bands and bands after that. And then it got me uh, here with uh, all the current bands I'm in. Right. Um, yeah, I don't want to like punish anyone and be like, so I was in this band, so I was in this band. No, no, no. But like I I joined I joined a good amount of bands after that. And uh yeah, and then I got me here, which is where I'd say I'd, I like being because I'm yeah. I'm really happy with all the bands I'm in right now. Very happy. Uh two things I want to say there. The first is being like, it's funny that you're like this actually Alexandria band, like what the f this is not a breakdown but it, it is funny when you look at the grand scheme it's like the structure of it technically is a breakdown but yeah. it's just a way different take of doing something like a mirror like there's yeah. almost like the breakdown is kind of like this um like it's not just one thing i feel like mm -hmm. bands nowadays are very good at being able to like make um breakdowns their own so i think for mm -hmm. You know, and and an example I'll use is like, uh, I know when I hear like a Kublaikon breakdown because this has that like off timing kind of mm -hmm. nature to it. It's super groovy. I know when I hear it, a mirror breakdown. I know when I hear a knock loose related breakdown. Yeah, so I feel like there's. It's not just like oh, it's got to have this kind of progression because like bands from all areas of the heavy music spectrum are using that and they're all using it uniquely. Um, yeah. Going back to what you're saying though, like. Yeah, I think like a lot of people, like I've seen a lot of people or people, you know, DM me um, in a non-punishing way, just like they just don't know how to like get it started with bands. And it's like, it's yeah. literally like start, like get started with a group of guys or, or gals or, or whatever. And then it's kind of like you just swing from, from one rope to the next, you know, because yeah. You know, most bands aren't to survive forever. Yeah. Most bands have a lifespan and they'll break up and they'll move on. But every time that I see a band calling it quits, I know I know full well that most of those guys or most of those individuals are starting other things. And it yeah. just requires the ashes of something to be able to create new, better things. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like it's just so apparent that you just need to like, just get started, like just find someone and, that you can just join up with if that's your very first band ever. And then the, you know, the snowball will start to, to grow. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, actually, I forgot to mention this in, in one of the parts. So, so if I could tell you about like my first, like, you know, more traditional, real, real hardcore show, mm-hmm. um, dude, it was, uh, there's this venue in San Francisco called uh, submission and it was like the one diy spot we had you know where you know anyone could book your reggae ska punk dj who it doesn't matter you could book there you know what i'm right. saying you want to go book a reading club there just for the night you could it, you know it didn't matter it was one of those spots sure and uh tra- trapped under ice played and i remember we all liked that shit a lot like as heavy as i was and all my homies were into like deathcore metalcore heavy shit just crazy crazy heavy um, we liked that other shit because it was like, I mean, one, I think they were like one of the better ones to do it at that time. They were just so on point. I never heard grooves like that. Mm-hmm. Like that shit still holds up to this day. I think, you know, like it's just unreal grooves and unreal musicianship. But I was like, all right, like enough of the death part. I'm going to go to the, to this show. And bro, that shit was so crazy. Like I've never witnessed like the millisecond a... A, a feedback happens like the whole room gets fucking burned to the ground you know and it was so lit bro like it was so sick and yeah i mean i still was doing other things you know at that point but like yeah again like to, to my older point I, I like i like where i'm at now with the shit i like you know like now i'm more into you know you know so the suburban scum is a disgrace shit the nails the ingrown the gold like i, I like that shit just so much more you know mm-hmm. but i always have a you know i always have a place in my heart for that it's so wild like there is no other genre in the world that has the most minimal thing that will just drive people insane and that could yeah. just be the minute that the guitar starts feeding back or if it's just the drums or just bass like it doesn't need to be like here's the crazy like chug and syncopated like i find more crazy moments at festivals when it's like the most stripped down thing you know yeah yeah like yeah it's just yeah i've never seen anything like it which is why i think i've just been involved with it so much like you know i always feel like you know maybe in my heart i'm like man i I need to grow up what am i still doing playing in like hardcore bands or this (laughs) and that or whatever like you know and I, i that's not like i'm not like what I'm gonna call it? I'm not over. It. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, it's uh It's just like you know, like damn, I'm, I'm still doing this. You know, I'm, I'm 27. I'm still doing this, but bro, it's just so fun. The energy is crazy. It's very like, as far as like the ideologies and like the culture of it, like it's very, you know, like it's in your face. People are you know about to spin kick you while you're playing, and you just it's no problem. Like it's just that's that's what it's about as compared to every. You know, whether I'm talking to my coworkers or other homies, like, you know, they're like, they're like, really? Like, there ain't no backstage. There ain't no this. You ain't getting paid at least $1,500, like, just to, you know, play. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, it's 30 people there. But if 30 of the homies are moshing, that's a lit show. You know, fuck mm-hmm. it. Like, like I, I don't care, you know? Like, yeah. I find, like, sometimes describing hardcore is always just, like, what is this alien out of yeah. this world shit? But yeah. for most, it's about seeing it like, you know, like, I don't know, this is a bit cheesy, but it's like the whole like turnstile, you got to see it live thing. But mm-hmm. I feel like once you see it and you see the energy that mm-hmm. can't be replicated in any other yeah. setting or any other arguably genre of music, that is, I think, what galvanizes and keeps people here forever. 
and sometimes it's a negative experience for some people and they're like i feel like if the negative experience is more like if they're in the wrong place at the wrong time and they take that foot and they just don't understand it. There's not enough context. <laughs> I, but like, I feel like we all have friends with that story. Like we yes. all have, we, we all know a homie like that. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, there's a lot of people that have come on the podcast that are like, yeah. my very first show, I got fucked up and that was like Solely. the coolest thing to me. Sometimes yeah. I forget as like someone who's almost 30, like something sketchy happens at a show and I like, I just go into like, I'm an adult and I stress and I worry. And then like for that 19, 20, 21 year old kid, it's like the coolest, like, you know, thing <laughs> yeah. for them. Like I got knocked out or Spencer threw a fucking can of liquid death in my face and I have yeah. a scar and I think that's the shit. Yeah. And that, that's a true story, but that's for another time. For sure. Yeah. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, one of the most prominent projects that I feel like a lot of people will be tuning in for this episode. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me about the beginning of how Snuffed on Sight came to be. Um, you guys put out like a few songs kind of like either at the very end of 2019 or like kind of closer to 2020. But like that, whenever I talk about like underrated or like bands from the Bay Area specifically that need more attention, mm -hmm. Snuffed is like top of the list for me. So like, thanks, talk to me yeah. about the the very beginnings of that band. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, thanks. I I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um. So the band was formed by my vocalist Seven. That's his real name, Seven. Seven. <laughs> and, um, okay. Seven. Yeah. And does uh, he have uh, so six other brothers and sisters? And there's, uh, he's the young. I don't know. <laughs> No, 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 ah, no, no. Um, no, nah, he, he, he could, he could take all jokes. He's heard it all. He, he, he <laughs> it. I, dude, every time that's the joke. That's the joke. Every time, like, like, uh, because he's he's still uh he's first of all he's way younger than me. He's fucking twenty two, bro. Mm -hmm. Like this was crazy. Like so he's a little younger. So not you know he's still a little new to the scene. But like every time I introduce him to my to my friends, they're like, so seven, are you are you fucking for real, bro? Like is that really fucking? And he's like, <sighs> cigarette in his mouth gets his wallet dude here's my id like yeah like, damn that was crazy like here dude like fuck so anyway uh yeah the homie seven um so he's he's uh he's from san francisco i'm like a little 30 minutes past san francisco south like in between mm -hmm. san francisco and sj um he started the band this is all his band actually um got you and uh he plays guitar and he wrote everything uh he started in the pandemic and put out uh, the first song, which was Know It All. And then he put out the other promo was Slippin' and Outside Dog. And then he also did the EP, which he recorded himself. Um, and yeah, like he just started, he wanted to start a band where, you know, because he's as much like a tech death and death metal and slam guy as much as he is, uh, you know, a hardcore guy, mm, you know? Okay. So he wanted to just kind of blend it. And, um, you know, a lot of my other friends who are like, you know, I guess you could say, uh, I don't know, just fucking snobs. You know, we all got homies like that. <laughs> like my good homie Wes, uh, who plays in my band Soul Pain, he's hella funny. He's like, bro, Snuffed on Side is so tight, this and that, this and that. I'm like, Wes, you don't like anything, bro. What are you talking about? Like, you don't fucking like shit. Like, and he's like, no, it's like, he's like, it sounds like Deathcore, but written by a kid that doesn't listen to Deathcore. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I feel you. And uh, yeah, it just gives, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, I guess a lot of people have told me it gives them, you know, like the cleansing vibes, like really old school suicide silence, you know, mm -hmm. before Deathcore turned into what it is today. And not, not that I don't mind 
like deathcore what I just said, but it's it was just different back then. Mm. Um, it seems like it gives a lot of people that old school feel mixed in with slam and all, all that. And uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, my vocalist he just wanted to he just wanted to make something that was just heavy as shit, but still hella riffs, but just like still like just super heavy and very 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 hardcore influence, very like very much like yeah, hey, like we hella listen to hardcore, but like don't get it twisted, we got like crazy chops type shit yeah so was a lot of the stuff that he was writing like and and putting out just by himself and then when did you come into the picture yeah so he was doing everything himself just uh writing everything and uh programming it and then sending it off um and then uh let's see here yeah and then i joined the band i think i like heard I heard this shit and I was like, this is fucking crazy. First of all, who is this kid? Like, cause that's how big, you know, the scenes have gotten where bands will come out. And I'm like, dude, who are these people, bro? Like I've been around so long. How do I not know you? So I, I hit him up and I was like, Hey bro, like, um, do y'all need a guitarist? I hit him up on Twitter. And I sent him my rig. I was like, y'all need a guitarist. Uh, I'm local. You, and I wait, you sent him a photo of, of your rig. I sent him a photo like, to show I don't play around. <laughs> I was like, I got it. Like, here's my, here's my resume man. for riffs. <laughs> Hundred percent, you know, hundred percent. I got the Mesa cap. Mesa cap should should have got me in anyway. I should have been no question. But no, I, uh, I uh, automatic saying, approval pass. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's how it is for my band. Like, mm. if if you if anyone ever wants to join any band I'm in, just send me a picture of a Mesa cap you're in. Like, <laughs> I don't even care. Like, oh, bro, I don't really know how to play guitar. That's fine, bro. You got a Mesa cap. It's, like, it's gonna sound good regardless, bro. Like, no, no, no. Uh, so. I sent him my rig. I just like, yo, man, like I'm, I got gear. Like, what's up? What's up? And then he's like, hey, actually, like my bassist knows you. The fuck, like this and that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually out here in Minneapolis. So he had to get to move back home. And uh, fucking, he he was in Minneapolis. And then uh, what happened? Oh, yeah, he's like, we got our first shows, and this was last year. We got our first shows around like October. You want to like learn the songs? I'll send you playthroughs and. Uh, yeah, we'll meet up and we'll play those songs. And I was like, I bet I'll get to learn them right now. Then we talked a little bit and I was like, hey, where are you from, bro? Like, I ain't never, like, do I know you? He's like, and he just, he kept it real. He's like, you don't know me at all. Trust me. You don't know me. Like, Because he was 21 at the time. Fucking, right. you know, fucking Zoomer. And uh, yeah, that's that's how it started. I thought the band was really sick. I asked if I could join. And uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been their guitarist uh, ever since. And uh yeah, it's like super humbling. I'm really glad he trusted me with his band. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't think it was gonna do do what it did and do what it's doing now. Like, you know, the shows are. We just played two. We just played in Santa Rosa, and we just played in Sacramento with a uh, um, a band called Mutate and this band from the East Coast called Bonganator. Mm. Uh, that's also on the Barbaric Brutality tape label, and uh, super sick, man. Like, and it was so fun, and all the shows just kind of keep 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 getting crazier and uh yeah dude i'm i'm thankful for all my all my bandmates they're all fucking so good and so talented and i feel like i'm a, I'm a better player with them you know i've definitely like pushed my playing being in this band that's for sure yeah it's it's really cool to see uh some of the stuff because again i would try to hype you guys up because i was hyped um listening to you guys stuff and then i remember when when aaron uh from Promcore and now act like you know um, was like sending me, you know, because Endgame was going to be playing. I always, I always like, you know, like subtle flex that 
I, Endgame was the first band that was confirmed for the lineup because Aaron asked in the drive-through of like a you know 24-hour Mexican place after Prom Court 2021 because um, I was filming and then he's like, "Yo, does Endgame want to play next year?" I'm like, "Yes, obviously." <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure he's he was thinking about other bands, but you know I feel like that was the earliest confirmation. But when he was sending me, uh, there was a band uh, from Chicago. I'm I'm pretty sure they're from there. Uh, that's playing called Snuffed. And my brain like yeah. auto like oh snuffed on I was like oh it's just snuffed and then I yeah. was like, looking it up and I was like Aaron you why are you teasing me with not having snuffed on site playing it's like oh yeah like well snuffed is really good you should check them out and they are really good so shout out to mm-hmm. them yeah but then the full lineup drops and I was like yes so mm-hmm. like like epic rock block because it's like living in fear end game peeling flesh and then you guys and i'm like there will be no survivors after no. those four bands are done playing. hell no bro hell no yeah no i uh <laughs> dude yeah i'm so so hyped to play it was actually because of d from peeling flesh that uh helped us get on oh uh, yeah I, yeah i think uh seven was like liking a post or something and we're like i think back like back earlier this year we're like you know, we, we, we could play that. I feel like we could, we could ask for something. And then D hits us up and he's like, I see y'all liking the post. I kind of help them out with stuff here and there. Y'all want to play? And we're like, yeah, the, say less bro. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, uh, we, you know, we, we made it happen and we're super hyped. We're so, so, so hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what we were saying at the very top of the episode about mm-hmm. like being punishing and some of those things. Sometimes I do forget that like, Sometimes you could just ask, and then you know now we're doing a podcast together. Or yeah, you're playing a festival. Um, because I I think uh, Aaron told me that he was like, oh, like I thought about putting Endgame on the 2021 lineup, and re- like looking back, like we probably weren't ready. Like we're ready now to do those types of events, but like back then, like it would have been rushed, and it would just have been a whole thing. But yeah, he was like, oh, if you guys would have asked because there was tons of bands that had to drop for like various reasons. So like sometimes just asking actually does it, but let me preface that for all the listeners mm-hmm. asking without expectations is, is the proper move. Cause then yeah. you're not let down when that person says no, or is likely to say no. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just putting it out there, seeing what happens and, and, and all that um, going back. So Seven is is the dude that started this whole thing, and you were like, mm-hmm. "I want to play in this band." Something that yeah. I that I noticed when I was listening to your discography today, just on like the actual guitar side of things, is that a lot of the the guitar riffs specifically are over top of just like constant double kick. But I feel like yeah. that's kind of like it allows you to like really not have to like match what the drums are doing at times, like. And when you do that and then you switch to like, it's just constant double kick, but like, you know, it's super simple, but it it just sounds, the mixture of those things is super cool. So I don't know if you can speak to any of like the creative writing decisions um, when it comes to that. Yeah. So we've been, uh, we've been writing a lot because, you know, we're trying to hopefully put some shit out next year, but um I uh, I have a laptop that he actually knows how to use better than me. I have drums and you know guitar plugins on there, mm. and um, yeah, I could. I'm really hyped to say that I've been like helping write like the, the newer shit. But as far as like how he how he comes across with that, let me think. 
you know, I've been writing with them. We've just been in the living room, just fucking, you know, getting shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think he just always wants it to be, <laughs> he just always wants it to be like super sick, you know, cause that, that tech slam side of him is never going to go away, but he's also, um, it's because we have a drummer that can pull that off that that's why he's always i think that's why he's always writing like that because one of his one of his favorite bands from the area is uh, a band called logistic slaughter they're uh they're like a really wild tech death kind of grind band right and uh our drummer uh um our drummer lake they uh they were in the they've been in this band for like 13 14 years and uh they actually hit up seven and they're like yo like this shit is hard before they did the ep because they actually did drums on the ep they said hey man like if you ever you know need someone to do drums on this shit like let me know and seven was hyped because that's like that's like one of his favorite bands he's like bruh i hella i fucking i fuck with charles so tough like you guys are one of my favorite little bands fuck yeah i'll make it happen and um yeah it's just it's just uh it's just been i don't know it's just been supernatural i i wish i could speak on it more but I guess I guess the objective of everything, always make it sick. Don't don't overstay your welcome, um, because we we care we care ourselves more like a hardcore band because we think it's sick when bands play ten minutes and fucking leave. Like I think our set right now for actually the last seven months, dude, been like thirteen minutes in and out, bro. You know I don't know if people want to hear Bree Bree for fucking twenty five minutes. You know I think that's <laughs> I think that's I think that's where a lot of bands have their downfall. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But we keep it in and out, keep it quick. And yeah, I think that's why it's so punishing live. I mean, one, we work really, really hard to make sure it sounds good live. But, um, you know, there's a lot of dumb, dumb shit going over crazy drums. You know, I think that that's that's the formula. And uh, yeah, he, he always wants it just to be like good, good uh, opposite stuff. Like um, the new stuff we're writing, it's very it's gotten a little more tech, just a pinch. But it's also like gotten even stupider. Cause I'm in the mail now and I'm like, I was never, <laughs> cause I was never a tech guy. So I just, I just, you know, I like, I can write like, I can write like pretty cool grooves. I just can't shred that crazy. I can do a little bit, but right. I think that blend of us too, cause uh, you know, he loves the texture. I think that blend of that too, that that's, I think what makes stuff like really sick. Cause maybe you're like, all right, it's getting a little too much. Nah. You know, if it is like before, you know, we got like a straight hardcore part where it's like all the homies talking shit type shit you know yeah yeah i feel like um uh a couple things i want to break down there is like pulling from opposite directions when it comes to like the the insanity craziness but also like the really simplistic stuff actually does really really well because yeah like you're not only in this like one area and it's like you know because you know you hear bands like that and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but i feel like being able to showcase that is like we're you think that we're gonna go over here or over here, but we're gonna go both ways. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's totally what we want. You know, as much as it can get, like, because it'll get tech for like, you know, especially in the newer stuff, it'll get tech for like ten seconds here or there, right? Mm. But yeah, you know, before you know it, there's another stupid mosh part. The homies on there talking so much shit. Like, you know, I think I think we always want to keep that, no matter what. Yeah. Have it, keep it fun. Keep it fun. Don't be don't be too damn serious, you know? And that's why I think, uh, and I'm surprised we haven't even like gotten on, on this topic yet, but I think that's why this new, uh, OSDM wave, you know, the maggot stomps, the barbaric brutality. I think that's why this new wave is, 
crushing it because it's it's really sick death metal but with just a new flavor added and it's not so goddamn serious right you know like there's still your plenty of your really serious bands and whatever and all that but at least like the bands like you know they have fun on twitter they fucking they talk shit like they talk about oh this song's about smoking weed let's go dun, 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 dun. you know what i mean like that's fun bro you know you can't yeah. you can't keep talking about you know very questionable things this song is called uh killing everybody every time all day uh be serious <laughs> oh take me really seriously though like bro relax like, right. relax like for real i i feel like yeah you need to practice your own level of self-awareness when it comes mm-hmm. to if, if you're the the lyricist or you're the visionary of the band or whatever i think the the thing that works so well for you know a lot of those bands and even bands that are a little bit more just like straight up hardcore like tsunami yeah. i think was just the right place right time with maybe yeah. many too many serious bands and it's like oh we can just like like people are you go to a tsunami show and people are like like yelling the 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 samples in between songs yeah and that's how like fun they're having with like a non-serious thing but yeah the fact that all those guys take that band seriously with with how they run it with like what joseph says in between songs like that's something that's cool it's not like so like oh we're just like ignorant to like this like behemoth that has has happened like we're we're actually steering the ship but like we're having fun and we're not being too overbearing of like you know oh this song is about this specific thing that's happening in our world we need to like there there are time and place for all of those bands um and i think that's what is awesome about hardcore is being able to have a mixture of a lot of that because if it was all political bands or all just dummy bands it would get real old real quick yeah totally yeah i think i think there's a time and place and room for everything you know there's so much shit out there dude like you know and i and i'm glad i'm glad people are like wising up to that now you know mm-hmm. like like it seems like and because i'm also super into hip-hop it seems like um there's still like those conversations of like like hip-hop heads where they're like Oh, bro! Like, what's with these motherfuckers? They ain't being lyrical no more, man. They, they ain't being lyrical. The only, <coughs> the only lyrical guy these days, is fucking Kendrick Lamar. Like, the, you know, and it's like, all right. First of all, bro, like Kendrick Lamar is fucking great. I, he's great. I fully, fully back. Fucking awesome. Well deserved everything he's ever gotten. Mm-hmm. But, bro, there's plenty of fucking. You know, if you're going for your more Nas type shit, your more boom bap shit, dude. There's plenty of people still doing that. Just dig a little deep, G. Just, just dig deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's plenty of bands killing it, and I feel like going back to hardcore. I feel like the tsunami, the gulches, the drains—they've really like popped this thing off. Where they're almost getting like uh, as much as like the young kids are getting in, they're getting some of the older heads. Where they're like, "Bro, I didn't know like this was still popping, and bands were still like sounding as good as this." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, bro, like, dude, there's been awesome bands for years. Just dig deep. There's something for everyone. Do you like your ignorant beatdown? There's that. Do you like your semi 07 deathcore era with hardcore breakdowns there's that you like you know like you know more um lyric focused and kind of uh what's the word you know hardcore with the message there's that dude there's everything bro so don't right. like yeah don't discount it you know yeah be, i be totally open-minded. agree and um you know you brought up drain and that was the other point that i want to say is that like the first time i saw drain they played for 12 minutes and it left me with such like a holy shit, I want 12 more minutes of that. And yeah. I feel like being able to yeah. really just set 
a tone and just like leave people wanting more in a live setting, especially at a fest. Like that's something that I'm thinking a lot with like the different stuff that Endgame has coming up. It's like I want to have those mic drop moments and almost mm-hmm. like because like I know that I'm a pretty competitive uh, individual. Like I like having I like knowing who I'm up against and 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 not like knocking their shit but like doing my shit as good if not better than them and you know just seeing the growth of that so i feel like the the nature of a band is kind of the the same thing like cameron from these streets said at northern alliance to me he's like yeah like when you play a fest that's the time to fucking bring it because there's going to be people that are standing and watching you for the first five minutes and then deciding am i going to watch the rest of this set or am i going to take this time to take a piss go get food hang out with some people so you need to like really bring it and i feel like if you really bring it for 15 to 20 minutes versus trying to push it to 25 to 30 like that speaks volumes Mm -hmm. no a thousand percent dude and and being from the bay i feel like you know maybe it's the high rent or something but we're we're built (laughs) different because like i'm glad we're getting our shine you know what i'm saying because dude we we've all all these bands that are popping off Literally all these fools have been like going at it for years, just booking the occasional show, helping out, playing to 30 people, like all those bands. So mm-hmm. it's not like a secret. You know, we've we've all like got our sea legs under us, which is why I think when we get exposed to the world, people are like, damn, bro, like RBS, this bass shit is crazy. It's like, yeah, bro, like we we've always we always kind of been pretty hot so you know what i'm saying well well you worked for it and now you're just yeah. getting you know and and it's the always that thing for it. Yeah. yeah um and it's always that thing it's like it working for anything isn't guaranteed but it's the only way to actually get you to a potential playing field of like oh now we're now what i've worked for is actually paying off and that's doing a fest for 10 years and then it finally clicks and now and then it's like one of the biggest ones in the world Mm -hmm. um it's doing like playing in 13 bands and then the 14th one is the one that gets signed you know it's like (laughs) you know it's it's about you know i feel like that's the one thing with a lot of the newer people that are getting into hardcore that i just try to say so much is like don't expect to just put out your demo and then be the hottest band in the world like some of those bands that are happening at right now like it's a unicorn kind of situation like it's it's really cool it's i feel like it's really easy to get attention but it's really hard to like retain that and keep that consistent through the Mm -hmm. entirety of your band's existence yeah yeah dude it's yeah i i i take that mindset with uh with everything i do you know like I don't uh, I don't get bummed when like something doesn't pop off. You know, I just kind of move on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, I think that's been like a good maybe a curse, a blessing and a curse. But like I've just been able to like not, you know, I have thick skin. I don't like get so discouraged about like, you know what? Got to do better next time. All right. Exactly. Gotta do better next time. You know, like, you know, just just keep keep at it, bro. You know, like uh, what's what's the what's the infamous story? Um, Gulch played and all their all their homies like didn't watch <laughs> them or outside. whatever. And yeah, not yeah. even what six months later they were the most hyped thing in the world, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just like just stick with it, bro. Like, but be consistent, love it, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for clout. Don't do it because this, because that. Just be genuine. I and I feel like that always, you know, cream rises to the top. Just be be genuine. Do a good job. Be genuine. Be consistent. Yes, I think um, 
I think you should like believe in your shit and like, you know, be like, yeah, like my band is awesome. My riffs are awesome. My, you know, my lyrics are awesome. Like believe in your shit, but then be totally humble to be like, if you put it out and the hardcore world is like, nah, we're not ready for this or like whatever, do better. Yeah. Like just always use that reflection in the mirror to be like, that's the person that I'm up against. Yeah, yeah. Just just keep it real with yourself. Be self-aware. Get your get your ego out of the way. Cause um, you know, I think that's what's helped me is that, you know, I don't care that I've been playing shows for what, eleven years or whatever. Like that that doesn't mean anything, bro. Like like where are the numbers at. You know what I'm saying? Where you know, uh like just dude, I've been doing this for so long. Oh, I shouldn't open. No, I don't give a shit. Like be undeniable, bro. You know, there's certain bands that you know that I know that they've worked so hard where now it's like, all right, like if I want to book that band, dude, it's, it's, it's a mission. It's a lot. Cause they've earned it where it's like, yo man, we can't play for anything less than this amount. Or you really want us to play, man, we're, we're going to hit our hometown once a year. If that, like it's, we've earned that after opening shows, how many millions of times, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I know uh hella bands, like there's still hella bands, like hella homies are popping off like crazy. And they're still down to, open a show for a touring package just because it's like they they don't have an ego about it shockingly and hardcore sometimes like i hear about people that get so uptight about their lineup spot they get so bummed out and it's good to consider here and there maybe once your band has earned it always ask you know what i mean but dude if if your if your band holds your own and all this 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 for all the kiddos out there um if your band holds your own bro stop overthinking about line up this and we're playing seg nah bro just go there crush it and it'll it'll come to you dude for real yeah yeah Uh, don't overthink it one of my favorite bands uh from out here in western canada opened the pre-show uh of a fest that i was filming and they like just blew me away and it was so much so that the band after was like yo really sucks to like have to follow a band that absolutely knocks it out of the water yeah um but like that's what shallow ended for me and then like you know fast forward years later like i reach out to dave if they want to do like a tour with endgame because it's like i just love that band so much Mm. and the dudes so yeah like i don't know i think it's like I think in that scenario, I think it's just a little bit more on just like the promoter and whoever's doing it to over communicate like this is where your, you know, mm-hmm. spot is, um, you know, in this agreement or whatever. But yeah, I don't like you're still a part of an awesome show or festival. Like, yeah. I don't know why I don't I don't see the reasoning to express concern for you playing third versus like six in a you know, one day festival kind of scenario. I don't know. Dude. Yeah. Doesn't matter, man. Just bring it. If, if your band is lit, man, you think when turnstile was coming up, you think they gave a shit where they were playing. They're like, we (laughs) we gonna play. And the band that's going to play after is going to have a bad time. (laughs) You know, just, just own up to it, bro. Just, just be real. That just means you're insecure about like your band, you know, like, like Mm. I have fun right now. I made sure to be in every band I'm in. I just, I love it. And that I have fun. I really enjoy the music. So I don't care where we play. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know how often we can play. Because uh, two of the bands I'm in, the Soul Pain and Stranger Than, uh, you have dads and dudes that are married and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when we do play, it's just so fun. And we have such a great time. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? And we really, like, fuck with the music, too. We fuck with, we fuck with each other and we fuck with the music. 
fuck everything else, man. You know, yeah. and, and uh, on another like last note on that, like, you know, uh, Ruby from Suicide Boys I, in an interview, that dude said he was in punk bands for 10 years, did Suicide Boys for two years and it popped the fuck off, you know, and they're, you know, one of the biggest, you know, rap acts right now. I feel like I can actually say that they're a humongous act and hmm. dude like yeah like everyone goes through it bro like there's uh i think i did some digging there's a tour vlog of them and he's just like every other dude just oh they're on tour you know some shows are cool some shows are shot like dude everyone goes through it bro like just just yeah everyone has to go through it deal with it yeah and i, and right I feel path. like it, i don't to me it's not selling out to like take because i think all the years that you spend doing this shit like it's teaching you lessons about how to run a business how to like market yourself how to do all these things so like sometimes it's not the first thing that you do it's like like we said it's the 10th 13th you know 25 (laughs) thing that you like especially for um you know a lot of people know scope does like we have our podcast but then people know me originally as like just filming bands before and i feel like you know it if i i honestly don't know how it would be if it was like swapped where like i started the podcast and then i started filming shows but i do feel like a lot of there is spillover um when you have shown like that you're willing to put in the work and that you're a creative and you're in this for the right reasons like you said and yeah some like there's been times where i'm like yo, like maybe I'm just filming local like shit for a bit and I'm not going out as as much and I can only focus on the podcast because like yeah. clearly that is working and it's like something I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who knows in five, 10 years from now, maybe it's like this other thing that I start with scope that actually like pops up and then it's like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure what we're going to do with the podcast at this point. Mm-hmm. But I feel, I feel like it's that whole like Tarzan, just like swinging through and grabbing whatever vines that you can and, and just being like, being okay to chase your own curiosities. Like for you, like just being like, yo, this, this stuff on site band is awesome. Like I'm going to figure out a way that I can play guitar. And you mm-hmm. know, that is, clearly adding to the mix of that band versus it just being one dude um switching gears a little bit into um soul pain because Mm -hmm. you know we're going from guitar now to vocals when did that (laughs) band and the idea of that come into the mix so this started right when i moved in with uh my homie my good homie my fucking my brother, damn near my husband now, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> uh, Kevin makes videos. I think you guys might have swapped photos or footage from time. I yeah. am a big fan of uh, of Kevin, and he's uh, fucking awesome. He's great. Yeah, yeah. shout out to him. I shout I've been out. following uh, his work for a while. Um, he's always been like one of those videographers, like that. I was like, how does how does not more people like know who this person is as far as like creative. Well- fully agreed for my for my solo rap shit he did the video for and it came out awesome so yes uh yeah he's yeah love the guy um so i moved in with him at his parents spot uh 2017 and i was like all right bro i got this riff and we've been playing we've been playing in bands already by that time for like four or five years Mm -hmm. and then i was like i want to try like something different blah blah something new and uh yeah, we pretty much started the band then, but I was busy. Um, I, I used to be I used to be in these streets with Cameron. I was busy with these streets, so like I could never like I was jamming and writing on my own for a bit, but I could just never like 
really do it. Um, eventually, I think through the years, after I left these streets, I was able to focus on my my project more before it was called Soul Pain. And uh, yeah, I started writing all that shit and then pre-prone with homies, demo with homies. And I finally recorded it. And yeah, it was just a thing through the years. I just kept writing here and there. I didn't know what, what I wanted it to sound like yet. And yeah, I put out the uh, the first song, the first song, Full on Hate. It looked like I got, you know, all right, reception from the homies. By the time the, um, let, me, let me back up. I put that out and then I was, I don't know, I was just depressed going through shit. And I was like, I don't even know I want to put the rest of the shit out. So it's, it's weird. It was like the first time I like made my own band, like, you know, instead of just joining all the time, like joining and then helping them write, joining, then helping them write. Right. It was like my own band for the first time in a minute. It was weird. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, I don't know, man. This is so weird. I don't want to put it out. Uh, and then February came around 2020. I was like, fuck it. Got to put the EP out. Week later, the world went to shit. <laughs> so, you know, not a big deal, though, because the few homies that did hear that first EP that I'm, I'm still a little proud of. You know, I, I totally record that by myself besides drums. I self-funded it. It was just a passion project in a way. Um, fucking the few homies that heard it, they kept it real. And they're like, this, this is cool, bro. It's not bad. Honestly, bro, I know you. I know you how you are, bro. Where are the breakdowns at? Where are the breakdowns? Where are the fucking ignorant part? I'm like, you know what? You're right. Because I was still figuring out my sound on that first EP. So right. we put out that that second little promo or whatever and uh, soul fucking pain. And uh, it, it did a little better, actually. The reception was definitely cooler, more positive. And then we did an EP release show. It was super fucking lit. And... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like with the band I have now, which is which includes Kevin, Kevin's in the band, um, like I'm really happy with the direction we're going. I feel like we're all like really finding it. You know, we we know we want just harder, more aggressive, no gimmicks, no bullshit, just hard ass shit in the vein of, you know, disgrace, marauder, nails type shit. Yeah, that's where we're trying to go. And uh yeah, it's super fun. We're finally playing our first show in like in SJ in like six months, like next week with uh Peeling flesh, snuffed on site, and uh, sell. So really, really stoked to play because every time we play, it was stacked lineup of yeah just heaviness. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I love fucking, all uh, those bands. Yeah, love all those bands. Hopefully, hopefully people can read the fonts. You feel me? Just like I only said, uh, one of my homies. He's he's a fucking he's a dickhead. He's he's a joker. But uh, I'm in this group chat with my other homies, and uh, I sent a, a, a flyer one time. And we've used it ever since then. It just always goes around. I'll probably use it again to promote the flyer. But it's just, can't read the fonts. Not going. And I sent it to Seven. And Seven uh, promoted a Defeated Sanity show we were playing. Like, more of a death metal show we were playing. And uh, we put it up on Twitter. You know, it did, it did some numbers. And then, like, he put that under. And it got, like, 10 likes. It was so funny. So I think <laughs> we'll just promote it for any show we're playing. Can't read the fonts. Not going. So... But but yeah, we're we're super hyped where we're at right now. I I love the sound we're, we're going for. Um, we're gonna put some new shit out very very soon. I just got the uh, I just got the masters back. So mm -hmm. yeah, a certain a certain homie we're gonna put it out through, and I'm I'm so so hyped to put it out through. Cool. Yeah, was that you know it's cool to hear how that was like you said it was like a passion project. It was like purely my thing, and and if anything, it was like there was. I don't know if, if you would bottle it to like hesitancy, but it's like, it is a lot when it's like 
this is my band. These are my ideas. And I'm like, kind of like putting it out there. And like, if you haven't done that in a long time, it's like, it's super daunting. You're like, oh shit. Like, especially yeah. when it's like a personal project versus like, oh, you know, it's like the four of us or the five of yeah. us. But it, when it's your own thing, it's, it's the stakes feel that much bigger for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. It's uh, yeah. I, I just, I had, I think I just had to take a chance myself because in every other band I was in, I always feel like, because I, I was always the youngest one. Now I'm the oldest. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> um, uh, I'd always show ideas. And I was always, you know, a little bitter because, like, no one would listen to me. I'm like, bro, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's just time to do my own shit. And, um, yeah, dude, I feel like there's a lot to be said when you do your own shit. My my coworker, uh, he kept real with me because I was in another band. And uh, I was just, just kind of, like, fucking hot because... I was like, bro, like, why are we not playing more shows? Like, we need to do this and you do that, you know, whatever, you know how it goes. And um, uh, my coworker, he's like, look, dude, look, I know you're pissed, but keep at it, keep doing this. And, you know, look, look what Juicy J did. He did it for a while. He did 3 6 Raw, but, bro, Juicy J did it for a while and then he left, did his own thing. Look how awesome he's doing. I'm like, you're right, bro. Mm -hmm. He's like, I feel it, bro, but keep doing your own shit, but like, keep doing this and then mm -hmm. eventually you know like be like juicy j bro and he was like he just kept the story he's like bro just be like juicy j i i see it in you just keep at it chill out mm -hmm. i was like all right yeah and and i i don't think anyone would um uh not obvious the the obvious thing of like when you play in like other bands like there's spillover because people are like oh like who's this dude oh he also does vocals in this band and then it goes down the rabbit hole like mm -hmm. i know that people have checked out endgame solely because i've mentioned it here on the podcast and then people yep. are like oh spencer plays in band but it's still always funny like some i was getting interviewed from uh something that's going out um next week and mm -hmm. the day before he was like, oh, like, do you play any bands? Like, he just knew me as Scoped Exposure, who was a podcast and, and films. And I'm like, oh, I play in this band. And they're like, oh, I've, like, listened to your band before. How the fuck have I only found out about that now? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's obviously some of those things that, that help just the the betterment of all projects um, that people are a part of. And, and I feel like you need that, especially for the people that are playing in three to five to seven bands at all times. Like... Yeah. They all need some help. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I've always been that guy. I just, I've always just been in multiple bands. It's just, <laughs> it keeps happening. You know, I just, I love it so much. And as much as it gets stressful, there's nothing else I'd, I'd be doing. Mm -hmm. Nothing else, you know? Um, so another thing that I want to talk to you about is, um, and, and just correct me if I'm, I'm butchering the pronunciation of this. Um, Johnny Miles. Johnny Miles miles okay yeah um so that's your i guess like uh rapper name or yeah. artist name um yeah for, yeah yeah is that is that the correct way to yeah. say that yeah totally johnny miles yeah okay yeah yeah so like earlier this year you put out a um uh a single um with cody good friend of the podcast um and, and it's so funny because cody's come on twice now and i know that he always talks about making you know beats for people and i have other friends that do that but like sometimes the artists that they're doing it for are like so outside of hardcore that it like never hits my radar but this yeah. was like the first time where i was like you know like 
a bunch of people in like Northern California were really sharing it when it dropped. So yeah, yeah tell me about like doing that because like you know Soul Pain and Snuffed are like you know within a a branch of each other as far as heaviness goes, but that's like a totally different ship that yeah. you're that you're sailing. Yeah, for sure. Can you see me? My low power mode bullshit. One. Oh, you're good. Uh, yeah. Um, fucking yeah, dude. So I all started in 2014. I was at the homie's house. And uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like, you know, Bones, Xavier Wolf, the Young Lean, that kind of underground rap scene. But that seemed like it was really popping off. And I kind of knew about it because I know Tyler, the creator, was a thing. Mm. And, you know, he was kind of the first to kind of come from the underground and like kind of carry himself like a DIY, hardcore, whatever you want to call it, like a subculture guy. And yeah. then he fucking went to literally, I mean, he's literally mainstream right now, right? Um, I heard Xavier Wolf's, one of his songs called Dengen. And it was, uh, and it was, uh, it was like an emotional rap song. It was like really cloud house kind of beat, but he would just like be kind of, it almost sounded like he was like, like leaned out just, nah, 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 nah. and I was like, dog, what is this? And my homie Patrick, he's like a real internet fool, like, first fool i ever knew on 4chan in like 09 08 like i don't know just hella internet fool you feel me um and i was like what the fuck is this bro this is crazy like and, and keep in mind i was one of those fucking rap is crap guys like i i just i didn't get it you know i don't know why i heard lollipop by lil wayne and i was like fuck this shit bro like, uh. like i just couldn't deal with it you know and that, now i have an appreciation for it like no diss, no diss at all. Like, you know, I, I like all music now. Like, I'm not a fucking 13-year-old anymore, but right. I just didn't get it. I didn't get rap and hip-hop and shit. And then I got into that, and I'm like, oh, this dude, like, it's kind of like, like, he's singing about his feelings over kind of a hard trap house beat. This is mm. so weird. And then over the years, I kept getting into Xavier Wolf, Bones, you know, Eddie Baker, Chris Travis, all that. I just kept getting into it, into it slowly. And then I think around 2017, 2018, I worked at Papa John's a lot as a driver, just delivering pizzas. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at some of them. Melissa Cross uh, fucking clips on YouTube, her exercise. And I'm going to kind of learn how to sing because every time I kind of joke sing or whatever, I'm fucking around my homies. Like at certain ranges, I'm like perfect, which is weird. Hmm. You know, certain ranges, I can't go that high. But some ranges, I'm just like chilling. I'm like, shit, like maybe I can kind of sing a little bit. And then so... I just keep listening to rap. Eventually, I want to do it. And I was actually over at the homie Patrick's house, and I was just trying to figure out. I have Logic. I still do, but I had Logic at the time. And I just went on their, uh, it's called Alchemy. They just have hella, like, keys and shit on there. And uh, I kind of made this little melody. And I was like, I think I'm going to make a song, dude. I don't know how to make a song. I don't know, do I have to purchase beats or whatever. But. Cody was one of the first dudes I told. Like, I was like, dude, I think I want to be a rapper, like, for real. And he's like, do it. No hesitation. Like, just understood it completely. He was one of the first people I went to, like, a rap show with. We all we all went to see Xavier Wolf and Bones and shit. And I was mm. like, what the fuck? You're here, bro? Like, we were just, you know, we were already good homies because I played with his old band Gardens a, a whole bunch of times. And, um, yeah, I gave it over to him. He finished it off. Um, also with the other homie Bradkins, he helped mix and master it too. Um, check out Bradkins beats on Instagram. He's fucking awesome. Mixes and masters your shit. Hell out. Um, I sent it to Cody and I was kind of sitting on it for a minute because 
I want to say we finished it right in the pandemic or something, or maybe towards the end of 2020. I can't remember, but you know, we were just all going through it. So that was kind of like on the last one, like, Oh, am I really going to be a rapper right now? <laughs> and then, yeah, I, uh, I had the beat and then I just, I was just in my room writing down my notepad, the lyrics. And then I booked time with my homie, Nick tracked it. And I was like, wow, that actually sounds pretty good. And then, uh, I put it out and a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Like, no way, bro. Like, mm. no way this is you. No way. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, Cody made the beat too. And then they're like, what? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, me and Cody, we've, we've just been, we've been known each other's vibe for so long. Sure. So, like, it wasn't weird to us. But to a lot of people, I, I didn't know it was, like, such a surprise. And very cool to just have all the homies just share it, you know, because, uh, yeah, I, I take my time with shit a lot, which is kind of, you know, detriment, but. I always want, I, I'm glad I did with that because it came out right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, and I still have other songs in the back pocket completely done. Um, yeah. Just joining Snuffy has, has been crazy. So, you know, so I've been so busy. But, yeah, dude, I'm like, that's definitely like one of my passions too. I love doing that shit. Like, you know, yeah. we're like y- you mentioned earlier, like you, you think that you are someone that has grown thick skin through just being in hardcore and just in different bands and stuff so did you feel like ready just to be like yo let's just like drop some jaws and like drop this shit out of nowhere or were there were, was there like a oh shit are like people gonna think it's weird that i'm singing yeah no i no i was pretty ready because you know what i think the uh the uh the cross contamination if you will of all these really big artists coming from hardcore now yeah. Like I think people are way more privy to it and it's not so weird to them. To mm-hmm. a few people it still is. Like I I like I think a lot of people are into hip hop now. It's still like one of the most popular genres in the world, but um no, I I didn't I didn't really feel too uh, apprehensive. I, I I think I knew the song was gonna be pretty solid, but I just didn't expect how positive the reaction was gonna be. You know? And Why it's that? so cool that some people are like, huh? Why did you not expect people to or for it to be such a positive reaction, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, again, going out on the limb by myself. Like this is me. Like, are people gonna think I'm corny? Because oh, you're this fool now. Your name is Johnny Miles. But it's like, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, that's who I am, dude. I've been, I've been doing this a long time. Let me, let me be me, dog. You know yeah. what I mean? How did yeah, you but, even like get the name Johnny Miles? Like, is that a reference to something? No, just. Uh, <laughs> I'm st- I had issues with some fucking goofy ass fool uh, taking soul pain on Spotify. I was like, I'm a, so I was like, this is not gonna happen again. <laughs> so I, I looked at, I put in Johnny Miles, and I was like, all right, no one's got this, not really. It's like, all right, cool. Mm. You know, rolls off the tongue easy, whatever. Yeah, I was going through a bunch of other names before, but I was like, I'll be Johnny Miles. You know, I can't be like Young Walid or Young this or I don't know. I was mm-hmm. just like, Johnny Miles is cool. You know, and people well, like it. they keep like kind of fucking like, oh, Johnny Miles, Johnny Miles, Johnny Miles. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, well, it's, it's funny because when we were setting up this podcast, it was like, you know, it's set up in a way now where I just give you a link and you book yourself in, and it's like pretty auto- automated. And then I'm like doing the research. I'm like, okay, is his nickname Walid and his real name is Johnny, or like which one? <laughs> which one is? Yeah, it? but no, um, sure. has anyone like? Has anyone come up to you at to you at a show and and thought your name was Johnny? Just I think like that? three. I think three? like three, okay. Actually. Um and uh, 
Yeah. And, and, and are you just like rolling with it or you like yeah. correct them every single time? One, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I just I just kind of roll with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like uh, that rapper. I don't know, Jeffrey. Uh, he says his real name is Terrell. But he's like, bro, everyone calls him Jeffrey. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? So ho- hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully it gets to the point where everyone just knows me as Johnny Miles one day. You know, I don't know. Right. I'll make sure to do a, a Johnny Miles like shout out during the end game set. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> dude. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm stoked to play with you. That's that's gonna be so fun. Oh, I, I'm beyond be so excited. Yeah. Um, okay, I got a couple other questions for you. Um, does Juggalos fifteen twenty mean anything to you? Juggalos fifteen twenty. Not the fifteen twenty part, but Juggalos does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who 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 put you up to that? Cam? I, I have my sources. I don't <laughs> need to give away my secrets. I hold, all right, go ahead. What, what's your other question? Hold on before I before I go. Uh well, no, you could uh, I, I've been told yeah. to ask you about juggalos and uh so Alright, alright, so Alright, you wanna know where this all happened, bro? <laughs> yes. Give me we, more context last, to just juggle. Us. Last minute, last minute, the homie Austin on the Beast Street Store, we needed a bassist. Mm-hmm. The homie Austin hops on. And uh, we're driving. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> 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 we're, we're, we're driving. We're fucking driving. And to like call, I don't, I forget. We're driving touring out, out, out of California into the fucking wilderness, whatever. We're driving out of nowhere. Bro's got a marble red in his mouth. Cam's on a call. And he's like, yeah, no, no, we're about it. I don't know who he's talking to. Yeah, yeah, we're about it. Whatever, this and that. And then somehow, I think ICP comes on the fucking radio in the, in the van. And then <laughs> cigarette in his mouth. He's a... Uh, hold on here. Hold on. He's like... You know, it's cigarette in his fucking mouth. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, it's like... And he starts throwing up crazy juggalo gang signs and he's like man fuck yeah i know about what you know about forks up forks down and we're like what bro and, and literally cam is on he's like i gotta call you back my, my basis is the juggalo <laughs> like we were we were tripping so hard bro we're like where is this from he's like bro I, i've been known about that what you mean i'm yeah i'm hella juggalo we're like what dude like yeah like yeah bro it was crazy it was yeah that was hella funny. And then I kind of ran with it. And at the end of every set, right before our last mosh part, he would always go trunk full of fago, car full of fat chicks. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. So that that's that's how that came to be. Okay. So because I remember um, when Cam uh, came on the podcast, he <laughs> like, I think we were, well, he's been on has he been on twice now? Yeah, I think he has been yeah, on twice. Yeah. But um yeah, he was like we were talking about the cookie sheet mosh um moment. Um I don't know if you were playing in the band at that time, but I remember when I was putting the clip in, I'm like, what is he even saying there? Yeah. But I guess that all origins from you. It origins from me? Well, you at least saying it, so or no, was it you saying it, or or who was the person no, who actually said it? Well, it's from the ICP song, right? Right, right, so right. For, but like uh, in the car at that moment. And no, it, Cam definitely made it up. I think he just forgot. Oh, uh. yeah, I never said it. I, I, uh, 
I think maybe I repeated the line because I was like, that's so funny. That's yeah, so yeah. Like, what was going on? And then he just rolled with it and rolled with it and rolled with it. <laughs> okay. I got you. Um, okay. Um, does the band name Head Ass mean anything to you? It's not a band name. It's an insult, actually. Oh, it's an uh, insult. It's, no, it's, okay. No, no it's, a, no, it's a good insult. Uh, so. It might be a I good remember. band name. Shout out to anyone who starts the band Head Ass off real, of this podcast. For real. No, uh, back in the day when I was in these streets, our, our, uh, the homie Josh, Josh Day, I fucking, what's up, Josh Day? Love you, bro. Uh, fucking, I think he was one of the first people. No, it was either him, the homie JP, or the homie Rafe. This was like early 2014, or yeah, 2014, right after I joined the band. Late 2014, my bad. And, uh, I think he literally goes, whatever, you head ass. And that was one of the first motherfuckers I ever heard say that, like, <laughs> in my entire life. And I've then never heard that after, until think, this podcast, so. Yeah. yeah. I, shortly after, a lot of people kind of started saying it. And I think it kind of, like, really did numbers as far as just people saying it. And we're like, I was like, hold on, bro. Like, I know who invented that term, like, for real. And, uh, yeah. That's what the term head ass means to me. One of those fools came up with it, and I was like, that's a stupid fucking word, but it's kind of. <laughs> I think in 2022 is the revival of using head ass <laughs> to, uh, to clown on, on your friends. 100%. Uh, okay, last question, and then I'll hit you with the real, you know, ending of these podcasts. Cause Fuck yeah. This is my fucking like text the friend of friends to be like what can i ask this person on the podcast that's gonna totally take them for a i'm fucking... so ready bro <laughs> um can you tell tell me about oh, i'm gonna butcher this last name but mike val valson's strip club mike <laughs> yo Woo! um fucking uh oh man uh, did I did I even come close to pronouncing nah, that right? Yeah, no, that, that that was I think is what's the home? Is is the dude that's plays in Brick Brick by Brick? Oh, uh, okay. I, I think he owned a strip club. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But we went to a strip club. The first stripper that ever danced on me, her name was Chloe, and she was really hot and she was awesome. So shout out Chloe. I remember I was in there and I was still kind of a young and low key. And I was, I was all shy and shit. And, like, we were all just chilling. And they're like, like, man, just ask you for a dance, whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, we were hanging out. And then, uh, yeah, I was actually on tour with Ricky Trigger, who plays bass in Lionheart. Yeah, we were shout on out tour. to Ricky. Yeah, shout out Ricky. Uh, I'm like, she kind of bad. He's like, you think she's bad, bro? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, hold on. Starts walking over to her. Starts talking to her. And he's, like, pointing at me. He's like, hey. And pointing at me the whole time, I'm like, stop, bro. <laughs> and, uh, and she comes up to me and she's like, hey. I'm like, hi. She's like, you want to dance? I was like, yes. She's like, okay. And yeah, it was an awesome dance. And she was fucking awesome at her job. So shouts out. I would be hella surprised if I got a DM being like, hey, I'm Chloe. Thanks for bringing me up on the podcast. Hey, <laughs> if you happen to be seeing this, Chloe, shout out. That was shout out. Yeah, shout out Chloe for real. We love Chloe. We love Chloe. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, Wally, uh, this has been such a fun chat. Um, the Dude, last official question that I'm gonna ask you versus yeah. like 
all the stuff that I'm going to try to catch you off guard on, um, is a favorite mosh related story that you would like to end on. And that's Fuck. anything that's first in your mind. I know being California born and bred, there's a million that are rushing your head. So, uh, whatever, you know, it could have been at a show you were at or playing, just hanging out, whatever's first in your head. How would wrap think- up? Yeah. Mosh. What's a mosh story? What's a good one? Ah, fuck, dude. <laughs> mosh. Let's see here. Okay. It could be violent. It could be wholesome. It could be <laughs> anything in between. Yeah. Okay. I got two. I got two. Okay. Hit me with two. One. That's not as crazy before I get to the finale. One. Uh, it was uh, one. I don't know why this was so funny. Uh, the homie Isaiah, he plays in a band called Mescaline Maniacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fucking awesome. Check them out. They're fucking like just hella ignorant. Can attest that they are wild band. They're fucking awesome. Good dudes. I played with them like three. I love those guys, man. But Izzy, or Izzy or Isaiah, so I call him Izzy. The homie, funny ass fool. Got, he's got, I really appreciate someone with a good pit style and he's got style. I don't know why it was so funny. Me, me and Cody, actually, we, we pulled up to a show and, you know, just to support the homies in Kind Eyes. And uh, he was moshing to a band and he moshed so hard in a room that fits like 20. He moshed so hard for, I'm not even kidding, like 90 seconds straight. And it was so funny because, like, he just didn't stop. Like, he just, like. Like, he would, like, keep feeling it, and then he'd just, like, throw this spin kick that would fall into, like, seven people. Like, I don't know. It was so funny. That's just the one thing I can remember. He just didn't stop. I'm like, why is he not stopping, bro? <laughs> it was so... You know you know when some of those fools get in there and mosh, and everyone's like, hell no. Like, I'm I'm good. I, there's there's mm-hmm. a few people I know like that where it's, like, the sheer weight or the momentum of their fist, like, clears out ten people in one swing. Right. I love that shit. I hope they moshed my band. And um <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Uh another one. I played a show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what show I played. Um <laughs> I played a show uh a while ago. Uh up here in Northern California. I played a show. I think a couple of the homies were kind of play fighting. Somehow it escalated to a real fight. And uh <laughs> It escalated to a real fight, and I just seen 40 people get shoved into a corner, and it looked like a cartoon. Everyone's like, hey! Like, it just, it was so crazy, and, like, me and a homie, we just pulled up, like, walked to up to, like, where the beef was happening, and we were like, damn. And we just walked back, like, to where <laughs> we were. We're just like, like, it was crazy. It was so crazy, bro, like. Just so many, like, I don't know what had just everyone got shoved into a corner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was funny. That same show, that same show. Nah, I shouldn't say it. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can tell it if you want, and we can cut it. If, if no, 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 actually, I'll bring so because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be super specific. That same show, some dude literally just got his face busted for talking shit. Like a fucking moron. He got his face was for talking shit and he's like, I can't believe someone. I can't believe someone. Like, this was like my favorite band, this and that. Like, hella goofy, bruh. And yeah, he got his fucking face was and it was kind of funny. Hmm. Like, because he, he literally talked shit, wanted smoke. The smoke came and he's like, why? 
what happened. <laughs> like, bro, like, he, he wanted to smoke completely, but I'm not right. saying no names. I'm not saying what happened. So it, if, 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 if I you were if there, you know, and if you yeah, don't, if you know, you know, that's it. <laughs> it's pretty hard to know if I, if, yeah, if you don't, yeah, it's pretty yeah. hard to know since I'm not saying names. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, uh, all great stories. Um, this is like one of my favorite things about this podcast is that you know it's it's like i can have people from bands that i'm a fan of or that i know of and then by the end of it it's just like oh now i just have a new friend that i've made through this shit and i'm really stoked that we're gonna get to play together um with both of of two of your projects which is really exciting um all of your links waleed will be in the show notes and the description of the video uh for people to go check out but if there's anything you want to plug shout out or promote um the floor is yours my friend thanks bro yeah so yeah guys i plan a i plan a band called snuffed on site you know kind of ignorant death metal but with hella breakdowns so you can still mosh to it soul pain more kind of hardcore fight riffs type shit stranger than rock band uh, my solo shit is Johnny Miles. Um, I only have one single out called Mike Myers, but I'm not too hard to find. That's Johnny Miles, M-Y-L-E-Z. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Check out my shit. Talk talk shit to me. Um, start fake beef with me. Uh, send me memes. Um, yeah, shout out, dude. Shout out Drain, Gulch, Tsunami, Peeling Flesh, uh, Volcano, fucking who else? Mescaline Maniacs. You feel me? Shout out all these fucking out. Shout out Bonginator, who we just played. They're fucking awesome. Um, shout out Cartilage. You feel me? Um, who else? Uh, damn. I'm such a dead. I can't think of any fucking bad. <laughs> hey, shout out Lorna Shore. Shout out fucking Lorna Shore. Fucking the, it's really sick to see what that band's doing. Band, another band that completely just grinded, just grinded completely. So shout, yeah. shout out fucking Lorna Shore. Shout out scope exposure. Uh, shout out scope exposure. Exposure. What the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Shout, shout, shout out the Bay in general. Shout out Northern California in general. For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I love being able to give people a little bit of a plug, and I'm really excited again, Wally, to to see you and play with you uh, twice before this year wraps up. Um, you know. Shout out to you, and uh, you know, if anyone's listening who wants to play in a band with Waleed, you know, he's made it clear that all you need to do is send a photo of a Mesa cap, and you know, he'll <laughs> he'll, set, he'll set up the rest of it. Oh God, bro! Oh, real quick before we, we end it, uh, actually, I'll just find out because you always you always do a, a little clip before the podcast starts, right? Like a little mm-hmm. video clip or something. All right, think of all right. Are you going to do it right now? You're you're no. saying it has to be this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because uh, you usually get like a video or something, right? Of just something else. Yeah. All right. Whatever it is, it better be hell ignorant. Okay. Uh, you hold Surprise me to that. Me. <laughs> Surprise, Surprise me. me? Okay. <laughs>